and it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the call me by your game. Welcome back to the call me by your game podcast. This is your host, Connor McCabe here, bringing you the first, uh, the first official new, but technically the second episode of the 2023 call me by your ball game series that we do here. Uh, Every year except one on the Call Me By Your Game podcast where I have a group of people on to discuss a meaningful or fun or sometimes, as I rediscovered last year on one episode, a game that actually sucks. Uh, we play a baseball game and we talk about it once a month during baseball season because uh, uh, it's one of my uh, biggest interests and the things I spend the most time uh, thinking about and doing. So I'm forcing it into your lives, dear listener. So hope you just... Uh, Enjoy this uh, fastball uh, up at your chin. Um, start, I feel like it's really good to start off with the threatening energy to the listener. Uh, mm. I'm really excited for this episode. Um, obviously, this differs from the normal format. Normally, I have on one person at a time to hear from them about a meaningful game from a particular moment in their life. does not have to be baseball related. In fact, it never has been. Um so, so there's that. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping up top is that you can check out the show uh, on social media. We're on Instagram and, and Twitter. Uh, and anything I plug today, there's going to be a link in the show notes for you to click there. Uh, so it is, you don't even have to search it. You can just go click that easy link if you want to find any of these things uh, on our social media. You can hear about what episodes come out when, who are on them. Uh, see the cool art that I make and learn about our listeners uh, and a bunch of other stuff. You can also support the show a few different ways. You can leave us a rating and review uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. The only place I can see them, though, is on Apple Podcasts. So if you leave it there, I'll read it on the show. Uh, and if you leave one somewhere else, uh, why don't DM me, email me, uh, and I'd be more than happy to read that because it means a lot when people uh, let us know what they like about the show and uh, it helps more people find us. You can also share the show with a friend, whether you love video games in general or the game we are discussing on the main event today. And then lastly, if you like the show and the things I talk to people about, uh, you should check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where we have a ton of bonus video game content for you every single week. Uh, and at our $10 DJ Toad tier, you get three bonus podcasts per week. That's 12 a month. It's a, it's a crazy bunch of stuff there, including our uh, weekly uh, Games Club series, which we, uh, by the time this airs, we will be finished, sadly, with our Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club. All 14 of those episodes are going to be published on Patreon by that point. And coming up in a couple weeks, we will have uh, the first episode in our Sonic Adventure series. Uh, so it's about to get freaky deaky over there. And uh, we're all going to have a bunch of chili dogs. But anyway, ton of great bonus content there again uh, at Super NPC Radio on Patreon. But that'll do it for the housekeeping uh, for the beginning of the episode. And I will finally, uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, step out to the mound. I'm going to relieve me, the starter. I'm going to tap on uh, my uh, right hand because I think we just have righties here and bring in our arms from the bullpen. Um, please welcome uh first guest on the show, uh, has been a part of this, uh, for, you know, since we've been doing the call me by your ball game series, I'll never have him on the show for anything else. Alex Bernard. And I don't want to be on the show for anything else. I think one time you brought me on the show to uh, talk about video games at large and I was silent for 45 minutes. So <laughs> yes, I, um, I, 
I had happy you to be on- here. Thank- thanks, Connor. Yeah. Dude, I'm so I'm so happy to have you here, Bernard. Uh, I had you on when I was guest hosting an episode of Video Games, a comedy show where we uh, went ahead and uh, improvised a podcast taking place in the Mario Kart world as if we were Mario Kart podcasters. Uh, did it once, never did it again, but it was really fun. Um, yeah, you've been on Huge a bunch block. of these. Yeah, I have. I love that you have an entire summer devoted to baseball video games and that you do it every summer what was the game that you didn't like that you when when you rediscovered i forget you probably have told me this but i I forgot yes well last year um uh well first i'll go introduce our next guest because this guest was on the episode with me uh we'll bring in also veteran of the series uh eddie martin Hi there. I guess you could say I'm the crafty vet of the Call Me By Your Ball Game podcast. I, I'm not. I don't succeed at anything, but I do a little bit of everything. So you could. I'm more of a kitchen sink pitcher at this point. More Vibes like Mike coordinator. Mike Moustakis. I'm the emo- <laughs> He's the emotional leader on the Angels. I heard, which is like that's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Depressing. Uh, well, yeah. Eddie, so glad to have you here, and all of your. Uh, you know, you may not have the the. Uh, speed the get up on your fastball that you used to but boy you mix those pitches well um but uh yeah so anyway the, to answer your question bernard uh last year one of the episodes i uh was going to do was uh, to talk about um super bases loaded three license to steal which is a super nintendo baseball game that that um eddie had one of those growing up was it three or did we just emulate that i could listen to the episode but we emulated it i had the first super bases loaded that's that right. game was $2 from Funko Land, and my brothers got it for me for my birthday. <laughs> and they told me it was $2, which was really nice of them. That uh, checks out uh, <laughs> big time if you know uh, Eddie's older brothers. Uh, and uh, But anyway, Bernard, I got this game off of eBay, and I played it a bunch, and I just didn't like it. I thought it was so bad last summer, and I was, it really shattered the like nostalgia uh, that I had for it. And so Eddie and I ended up turning that into... A discussion on that game but also uh super bases uh, or sorry super uh super baseball 2020 is that what it's titled yeah super baseball yeah which is a a sick game where you're robots uh you you play as like robots and and men and women and and there's like foul lines are different bernard you'd you'd love it i do like when i mean you know i like super mega baseball so i do like when they incorporate when it goes co-ed yeah absolutely you've got gentlemen and ladies playing together i thought for a second and not to continue delaying introducing jeremy but i thought for a second <laughs> no I, actually like you know, just, take as much time as you need bernard i just don't know what jeremy would be contributing to this conversation <laughs> so i feel like we can just take our time until we're ready but i i, I was worried you were going to say that you didn't like the bigs which we oh. talked about before the steroid era uh baseball game yes uh have Jeremy and Eddie, have you guys played the bigs before? Oh, yeah, it's like Blitz, but with baseball. That yeah. sounds great. I wish I've played it. I've never heard of this. Oh, it's like, sorry to derail for a second, but it's about, um, it's not about anything. It's a baseball game, but every <laughs> single person in it is uh, jacked and is like <laughs> enormous. And the entire point of the game is hitting home runs and hitting the ball as hard as you can and breaking shit in the stadium like half the game is just like you just are destroying Fenway Park 
because you're hitting the ball so hard and like lights are collapsing and you're destroying the scoreboard and you're injuring players. It's so fun and, and so, so good. It's, you can fight each other and stuff too. Yeah. It's on my list. I think I played it at Eddie's house uh, growing up, which is just something you can take that voice clip and insert that about any game I ever talk about on this damn show because I bring up Eddie on like every episode. Um, but uh, Bernard, that's one that like I it's so different than so many baseball games that I've considered doing on this series. I just I haven't played it in years. So I need to f- if I can find a reasonable copy on eBay, we can maybe make that the like september episode or so so i'm sort of um, i would teasing you a little I bit would, i would definitely i would tease me i would love to come out i would need to come over and play that if you're yes, gonna make that absolutely september episode um but uh so that was the but anyway the bigs maybe on the horizon for this year um i uh but before i get into any further i guess i'll begrudgingly introduce our final guest oh. uh Let's welcome the rookie. So any hazing you want to do, folks, green light. Uh, Jeremy Olson, welcome to the podcast. Hey, yo, what a do. A true honor to be with uh, with big leaguers uh, surrounded by such wisdom bearing older gentlemen that I now have to uh, sort of fit in a clubhouse with. Um, Nervous for my first day, but uh, look, I got drafted and I'm excited to be here. Uh, Let's go hit some dingers, huh? Hey, we made him carry our bags into the locker room today. Those are all the baseball specifics he knows. He just <laughs> threw them out in one hot dog. Oh, no. oh shit. Uh, Never mind. It, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. J- Jeremy, well, I know you carried in our bags earlier, like Eddie said, but uh, uh, don't you dare tell anybody about all of uh, the embarrassing things that spilled out of my bag as it just uh, was unfortunately unzipped uh so keep it to yourself rook can you do that for me i will not talk about any of those needles that came out of that bag i yeah. won't talk about the if you, uh, if you just break <laughs> gabriel you, what's his name gabe arenas or what is his name the guy brought gilbert the, arenas or gilbert, gilbert arenas yes the guns yeah, we'll talk about the handgun you brought into work yeah We'll just we'll scoot on past that. Yeah, I have handguns and then a sewing kit in my bag, and I can't let either of those get out to the public. Uh, but Jeremy, uh, you you may be a rookie to the Call Me by Your Ball Game series, but you've been on the show before uh, last year to discuss um, uh, Mario Super Mario Strikers for That's the, right. and you talked about the GameCube version, correct? GameCube version, yes. The yes. The, the only version that I care to acknowledge at this point. Yes, uh, just what a, a rough road after that for the series. Uh, and, you know, anyway, so, you know, it, it's on theme. You're a sporty guy, but um, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, just introduce us a little more as we get into a little baseball talk. And then, of course, uh, discussing the game for the main event today, which uh, I haven't said yet, uh, but you can tell by the title, dear listener, is Mario Super Sluggers, the Mario baseball game for the Wii that came out in 2008. I'm really excited to talk to the fellows about this one. Um, but uh, anyway, Jeremy, first time to the Call Me By Your Ball Game series. Uh, this might be, this is going to be a surprise for Bernard, but Bernard, um, you might not, I don't think you know this, but Jeremy, Eddie, and I all grew up together. That's right. What? Facts. Yeah, that's the kind of surprise I was hoping for. That was good. I didn't know, I'm shocked to hear this. I actually didn't, I actually didn't know that. Wow. 
Yep, Jeremy, uh, Eddie, and I are uh, are born and raised uh, children from Modesto, California. Um, uh, and, and so three three Modesto nuts here in the building. So, so two Giants fans, and then Connor, you're a Cardinals fan. Yes, Cardinals um, fan, whose second and third favorite teams are the Giants and the A's. So I, you know, I keep that sort of Northern <laughs> California uh, allegiance, but they are definitely a distant two and three. Uh, as much as possible um <laughs> but uh i don't know why that was i just wanted to make that such a big reveal maybe it's because jeremy we recently on your show that was a big well i mean you know i guess this ha- won't have come out yet but there was a similar reveal for you and your co-host or well for your co-host maxine um yeah i didn't explain the context to maxine at all so that was a fun reveal as well I'm like, <laughs> oh, actually, we have like an insane amount in common you're not going to believe how far this goes back Yes, just the more that kept pouring out too was uh was really fun. Um, but uh, first time on this series, uh, I, I take it that you're a bit of a baseball fan. Uh, and I'd love to know. Um, tell tell me about your relationship with baseball. Tell us your favorite team. Uh, do you still watch it? Uh, are you uh are you sad that you're retired? I'd, I'd love anything you want to share. Really. Yeah, I'm I'm a big sports guy. I like sports so much. I can get into any sport. I mean, if I sit down and watch something insane, like, I don't know, like badminton or something, I will get into it. It will happen if I spend enough time. Um, but I love baseball. I grew up playing baseball, um, you know, started playing in fourth grade. Um, I wasn't very good. And we <laughs> had like a, you know, in fifth grade, I was pitching. Oh. And... um where that did you play, really by the way? This is going to get already get very Modesto oh, yeah. specific, but yeah, yeah I went to Lakewood Elementary, baby. So I played for the Lions. Ooh, hey. ended up in the red, white, and blue hey. for the Lions. Hey. Um, yeah, and I loved pitching. I was like, oh, this is so fun. Um, and I was okay at it, although I had a string towards the end of the season where I was hitting kids a lot. Oh no! So I just oh I God. lost a little bit of control, but I would like. For the first part of the season, it was like I was doing so good. And then I started just beaning kids left and right, just <laughs> mashing kids. And one kid in the last game, I still remember this, he like just started crying right there at home plate. I got him good. Uh, like in the hip. I got to hit him like right in the <laughs> hip. And he just started crying. And I was like, I'm a monster. I don't know <laughs> if I can keep doing this. And then the next year they were like, well, you can, you know, you can either be on this like a team and you got to go to these tryouts and stuff. And I had like, I feel like all the kids around me were insanely athletic, like mm-hmm. I had a pretty good crop of kids. Like there's a lot of talent. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, man, what if I just play on the B team? Yeah. So me and my buddy Thomas, we played on the B team and just had the time of our lives. Like uh, I was just cool. cranking home runs and. It was really, it was the place for me. Um, And then I played a little bit. I played seventh day. I did some Bell Passy stuff too. Oh, nice. But that was kind of short-lived. I must have done it for one season or something. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I played sports in high school, but I didn't play any more baseball. I think I I hung up the cleats around eighth grade. Yes. You're a water polian, correct? That's right. Yeah. Nice. Water polian. That's what they call it. (laughs) I thought so. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I did. I did water polo and swimming for four years. Why did I do this? I don't know. (laughs) Am I I good in the water? Certainly not. I don't know why I did that. It's because my friends were doing it. 
And so I went for it. But um, in terms of like, uh, like what I watch is I definitely watch a lot of Giants baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching some yesterday. Sad to see our uh, brief winning streak come to a close uh, at the at the Red Stadium. Oh wait, although we went and rained. It's not over yet. Yeah, yeah you're right. We went and rained. Huh? We're two. We're two two. That's weird. Yep. They're picking back up here in like half an hour. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. Oh, glad you're yeah. here. Two innings yeah. of baseball, baby. Yeah. Well, then they're going to play yeah. the next game after. So it's, it's you know, but. Yeah, we don't know if they lost yet. Yeah, yeah, it was it it was. I feel like it was tough being a Giants fan for many seasons, and then you know the Barry Bonds of it all. Two thousand three against the Angels was absolutely heartbreaking. I believe we were five outs away from a title, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, you know, the twenty tens happened, baby, and Oof. Uh, man, just blessed, blessed to the heavens with those years. Poor Bernard. Yeah, every I feel like every episode the we talk about demise it does come up. <laughs> well, well, we talk about 2012 every time I'm in a room with them. <laughs> well, that's because it's also like I come on a podcast with Connor and Eddie, and they're both fans of the teams that beat the Tigers in the World Series in my lifetime. <laughs> it's just like, and and miserably too. Just like we just got we mm. got there with so much momentum both times, and then just I think we won one World Series game in yeah my, in i think lifetime. game two against the cardinals yeah oh and what a game oh. <laughs> both that those was... teams are so good too that those tigers yeah. teams were loaded like so talented the 2012 yeah. the 2012 team was insane it was loaded yeah it was it i still was, sometimes before i go to bed i just picture pablo sandoval taking verlander deep two, mm. two times in one game just beautiful i don't remember that well i think actually you might you and eddie i think root for all of the same sports teams actually because you're also a niners and a warriors fan right jeremy yeah well i mean truthfully i am a sacramento kings fan my guy that is who i am uh that's valid i I did abandon the franchise uh for many years um but i was like thrilled to death this year i didn't know what to do with myself when, when they played against each other i'm like i don't i don't even know I feel like I fell out of love with basketball and Steph Curry kind of got me back into it. Honestly, after the friggin' like 2002 Western conference finals, I'm like, Oh, this is a fake sport. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I felt like, I was yeah. like this isn't real. I'm, I'm watching uh, wrestling like this. There's no way that this is real. Uh, yeah. But I'm back now. I love basketball very, very much. I, I love Steph. Curry, I honestly, Kings fan. sorry. I've been, just because you said that I've been so in my head about whether or not the NBA is rigged or influenced in the last like two years that it that's made it almost unwatchable for me, not almost unwatchable, but like where I have to like get into it to forget. Yep. Like I have to see things happen. And this year I thought was like, this year kind of helped because I was like, if it was rigged, the NBA would not have heat nuggets in the finals. Yeah, they, they would not want Jokic winning. No. Uh-uh. They were so close to having, what, Lakers-Celtics? Celtics, and yeah. And instead it was heat nuggets. And so I was like, okay, maybe it's not rigged. Maybe sure. it's okay. But yeah. I felt the same way right when that lined up. And I was like, oh, my God, is it really going to be Lakers-Celtics? I'm like, here we mm-hmm. go. Basketball's at it again. Ugh. Yeah. We were um, scared. That that was my fault for getting us on that tangent, just because I knew there was so much crossover for for the you t- you two Eddie, Eddie and Jeremy. But 
I think last, what I'd like to know, um, Jeremy, is uh, have you played a baseball game in recent memory that you've enjoyed? Or is there one, if not, is there one from your history outside of the one we're talking about today that you'd love to just give a quick shout out to? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I'll, I'll throw a weird one. Ooh. This is a really strange, I don't know if anybody has played this game. I got so into it. I don't even know what year this was it was maybe something like 2001 or 2002 or something but there was this game um it's a pc game and it's called small ball small um, ball it's called small ball <laughs> and it was like it was like an rpg i mean it was almost like an idle game before idle games yeah like you would you were responsible for a team and you could customize everything in the ballpark and stuff, and you play other people online, but you don't play the game. You just sort of manage. Uh-huh. You can like level them uh-huh. up with enough experience. You can sort of adjust their attributes and whatnot, but you sort of just watch the game. When you play other people online, you just are a viewer. <laughs> and I was obsessed. I mean, I would yeah. be training my boys up every day, doing drills, doing all kinds of stuff. And I got really into this game. And then online, you could work your way up like tiers. Yeah. So if you, if your team got a certain amount of wins in a season, you could go up, you know, divisions and stuff. And I was work. They had like ten divisions. You could work your way up. And I got into the top division, and I got my butt kicked from there. But I did. <laughs> I did crack the top league. Um. And then they sent me like. I don't think very many people were playing this insane game, but for breaking it uh, into the uh, the top league, they sent me like a shirt and a bunch of stickers in the mail, which was cool. Like, wow! <laughs> I was like, "Fan awesome. for life of the small ball, man! So cool." Small that, ball. That is such a great cut. I've never heard of this, but I've, I've mm. got to find it as soon as we're done recording today. Um, so that's like football manager. Is that it is like a lot like the... that. Okay, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. There, there's very, a like... game called Out of the Park Baseball, too, that is like the modern version of that, where you're just basically a GM of a team, yeah. and it's all like it's like a GM simulator. It's pretty fun. That's cool. Is that with Major League Licensing and Minor League Licensing, too? It's It's got the player's license, but not the team licenses. So, like, you can, like, upla- upload logos into the – into the settings and like have all the teams, but it does have the players association. So all the players are in it. Gotcha. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Um, well, Hey, Jeremy, thank you for being here, man. And thanks for sharing, you know, pretty bit of an in-depth look into your baseball fandom. I'm sure more of it's going to sprinkle out as we continue on, um, with the episode, uh, Eddie, uh, for you, since you're a veteran of this, and we've heard a lot from you about baseball, um, on the series, I'd love to know just like what is something baseball related that you, has been on your mind lately, whether it's the Giants surprise run or anything you've really been thinking about. I'd love to give you a couple minutes to talk. I feel like baseball is really fun this year. The new rules that they put in has made the product a lot more watchable. And mm-hmm. we're seeing really young, exciting kids come up. Uh, this also is a shameless. Oh, wait, where to go? There it is. Uh, but I started collecting cards again. And this is my Ellie de la Cruz Bowman Chrome. Oh, really good for the audio listeners, but uh, (laughs) I love this card. I'm really happy with this card. Dude, we're going to see your boy. Exciting. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited to see him when I come down to LA uh, and play the Dodgers. But there's just exciting storylines, players, 
uh, you know, baseball still is having an issue with marketing, I think, but mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't think enough people are talking about Shohei Otani in the world. I think everyone needs to be talking about Shohei Otani because what he's doing is, is, is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Just it's, his 35th it's hard to put in words. last night. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Unreal. Yeah, he's, he's so fun. Like he's so incredible and it's just a travesty. He's on that terrible team. So <laughs> I kind of hope he gets traded to the giants, but that's a, that's a big, big wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can hope. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, the giants, I mean, their, their front office is at least aggressive. So like you never know. Um, they definitely more likely yeah. that it'll be going there than to St. Louis. Cause our, our front office doesn't like to make moves, uh, when we have needs, um, or, or anything aggressive. Uh, let me Which throw out a scenario for I'm you. Feeling. What'd you say? Let me throw out, let me throw out a scenario for you. Oh, I'm all ears. Uh, Javi Baez, Michael Lorenzen, Zach McKinstry, Zach Short, Nick Mayton for no. Shohei Otani. Who says no? no? That's not, that's not <laughs> enough. <laughs> says no. no, it's not nearly enough. The salaries match. The salaries match. <laughs> that's I'm not nearly enough. What do you I mean? I love the effort, Bernard. Um, Nick May, I'm just doing 97.1 Detroit Sports Talk Radio right now. Nick May, oh a young guy. McKinstry's young. It built around. Oh, oh my gosh, that that that's painful to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> that's my lineup, dude. <laughs> that's my lineup. Gosh, absolutely brutal. Um, hey, you guys are only five games out though. Detroit, they can make a run. That's right. Hello, hello. You never know. You never know. <laughs> As Bernard just like throws, dumps his coffee on his head. Uh, well, uh, Eddie, th thanks again for being here, dude, and thanks for uh, getting talking a little bit about what you've been thinking about with baseball recently. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to have you down so we can go to we can go to a game and uh, and uh, also Jeremy brought up El Paso, but the other day I looked through. I have like four of the yearbooks we had, dude, and just like went through a trip down memory lane, like remembering names that I had just like not thought about in years. Uh, oh, yeah. Gosh, it's, it's so, it was so funny. Um, Bernard, you're here too, pal. Uh, one of the big things we haven't talked about at all is that you and I are playing baseball together uh, this season. We're, we're on a team, aren't we, pal? We're playing the game. Yeah, we play in the Los Angeles Baseball Federation, LABF. For a new team called the Satchels, we have Diamondback colors. They're old Diamondback colors. Mm -hmm. uh, so the good, the good ones. The good ones. Yeah, we're not. I'm not like saying that red and black are Diamondbacks colors. You might even say uh, we're some of the good ones, Bernard. If you think about it, I think you and I are a couple of gems, a couple of menches, if you will. Um, but yeah, we play in uh, this adult league that kind of exists somewhere between casual and ultra competitive is what they say um so yeah it's been a lot of fun i'm so i've only played two games but i'm so happy to be back in town you weren't there the other day but my adrenaline was definitely too high yeah i was definitely <laughs> too hyped i was going around giving high fives to everybody and just being like <laughs> let's go i kept being like i want to eat i'm hungry and like i was referring to the other players on the other team so i was definitely losing i wasn't wasn't hungry i was hungry for a dub and uh i was definitely losing my mind so i'm looking forward to like this <laughs> next week i'm gonna try to like steady out find an equilibrium and uh be a little bit more zen on the field tried drugs what's that have you tried drugs <laughs> <laughs> 
like to to chill out a little bit yeah yeah man i literally might need to take a xanax before the game because i <laughs> was so hyped up and like i was on the mound and people were like chill out like they were like <laughs> i was like, like, out there yeah i was like just like it wasn't even that i was like yelling at anybody on the mound or anything like that but i think i was just so clearly on another plane like that i was like was just so like fired up and like vibrating to be playing baseball and pitching in a big situation that like i need i just needed to chill i just needed to take it easy it's kind of how bowser is yeah very bowser it's giving bowser bernard i'm giving bowser i'm giving (laughs) funky kong no i need to be a little bit more funky kong oh we all we all could take a page out of that book uh yeah, well, I'm so I'm so happy to play be playing with you, and I'm I'm so happy that we have such a good team of a bunch of buds. Uh, you know, former guest of Call Me by Your Game, Jackie Neal's our manager. Um, great vibe on the team. Our identity is starting to, I think, solidify. Uh, yeah, and I think you got the win in your first game. I'm pretty sure we took the lead. We had to have taken the lead when you were pitching. We did. I think I just missed getting the win in this game. I think Dylan Arnold of Oppenheimer fame got the win. <laughs> Um, yes. I'm gonna. I have never name dropped somebody more than Dylan Arnold, um, <laughs> but but I got a couple RBIs in this game too. Got a nice oh, little opposite field triple in this game Ooh. that Stephen Loomis assured me was a pop up, but no, I told him <laughs> I cranked it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm feeling good at the plate. Just got to lock in on the mound a little bit more, dude. I I truly think that's just gonna come with pitching more. Uh, and the more I've pitched, the more I felt uh more locked in location wise um so you'll get there and Thanks, uh, and it's been a blast um but uh, anything is there anything you want to say that's been on your mind baseball wise um yeah I mean, go for I'm it. Obs- I'm obsessed with baseball this year I think with what uh with what Eddie said um I think the Shohei Otani stuff has really thrown me through a loop um just because People are like just dying to hear about Mario Super Sluggers right now, but they won't. <laughs> They're going to hear about where Shohei Otani might be going. But I, the Shohei Otani stuff has really thrown me through a loop. I got in arguments with friends like a week or so ago about whether or not they should trade him. And I just, I, they pro, now I'm like, now because a lot of smart people have said that they should trade him, I'm now like starting to think that maybe they should because they could get such a great return for him. But, I just am so opposed to trading someone who might be the greatest baseball player ever before you like getting rid of him before you absolutely have to, to me yeah, feels wrong and feels outside the spirit of the game and is um, just, it sounds like somebody that curses your team for years. Like we have, we tell stories about trading amazing players and teams never winning again. So it just feels like a mess but um so that's really what's been on my mind is like how do you approach um up this completely unique situation with a player that's completely unique and what kind of return can you expect and all of that so i i'm basically been having an existential crisis with (laughs) maybe that has something to do with your vibrations on the mound you're just thinking about shohei and his situation i just want a friggin win i just (laughs) want to win dude He's hungry. You heard him. Yeah, I'm I'm parched. I'm hungry. Well, Bernard, 
<laughs> thanks for thanks for coming back here, pal, uh, and sharing a little bit Thank yourself. You. Yeah, I don't have much to share baseball wise. We've I've gotten to sprinkle it in as we've talked about it. Mostly just wanted to talk about how I'm playing again with Bernard on the satchels. It's been fun. Baseball's great, despite you know my my team being a, a dumpster fire this year. And you know I'm a spoiled fan, so like I really don't have too much to complain about in the like the grand scheme. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh finally talk about this game a little bit today i'm going to just do some basic introing of what we're discussing uh and then we'll talk about whatever we want uh mario super sluggers is the wii installment follow-up to the 2005 nintendo gamecube game mario superstar baseball which uh bernard and i discussed last summer great 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 fantastic game um this is the second game in the series and at this point the most recent one uh, we still have not, and I, I really, I was telling Jeremy about this after the Mario, the new strikers came out in summer of 2022, I thought for sure baseball was going to be the next June sports release and it just didn't happen. But also after seeing how that series has been treated, I'm like, well, maybe it's for the best. I just play these retro games and not let Nintendo ruin it. Anyway, um, this game, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Did you see what uh just happened bernard fill me in so now i'm not entirely sure about how accurate this is because it does say oh wait okay never mind i'm wrong so this this was an article from june 19th 2023 because i looked this up before oh did nintendo just tease a new mario baseball game so during uh a game for the seattle mariners in the uh background i guess of when on the broadcast yes on like those uh advertising boards that like they the have banners home plate yeah yeah and the banners behind home plate at t-mobile park uh there was apparently a banner for for the nintendo switch and on it was mario holding a bat yes yeah i've i've been see like i saw the same thing and it, i saw it i've seen it pop up multiple times but I think it's just like a weird way of being like, hey, you like baseball. You're at a baseball game. Mario yeah. knows baseball. Come play his come yeah. play his Mario games. Let's a go. Yeah. 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 That's that's literally all it is. Yeah. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's confirmation that either there is a new Super Mario baseball game coming or Mario is coming to the Mariners. It is oh. one of those two things. Bernard, I was going to ask you about the amount of red yarn you have behind you. It's just, it seems like it's getting a little conspiratorial. I don't know. He, okay, so Seattle is the closest city in the major leagues to Japan, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting really Brian Windhorsty, like the meme, when he's like, why would they do that? Because of that. Listeners can't see me holding up my little fingers like Brian Windhorst and going, what's going on in Seattle? What's going on in Tokyo? Gorgeous. You know, a boy can dream, and I I still would love to see one, whether or not it actually uh, is good, but I'm I'm doubtful at this point is I guess what I'll say. Um, Mario Super Sluggers itself, though, um, borrows many elements from the previous game, but also includes uh, new, new ones as well. Uh, including a variety of gameplay controls, such as taking advantage of the motion sensor controls that the Wii Remote provides. Uh, The game 
Uh, and all of this we're probably going to talk about in depth, but the game also has more in-depth and more narrative-driven challenge mode, where rather than facing off only against a team captain and, and their opponents, players uh, interact with more characters, including a variety of uh, sub-characters. In fact, uh, this game has like uh, allegedly has the largest roster of Mario characters in any title ever. And and I think from what I gather, Jeremy, like the new the new strikers has a very limited amount of characters, correct? Extremely limited. And it doesn't get any bigger. They start with eight, it ends with eight. You can customize yes. their knee pads and bullshit. But <laughs> you cannot get any characters. It's infuriating. Just a bummer. So wow. that's why I'm like, oh, if they did come out with one, it'd probably just disappoint me. And uh, there's no way they would have this many characters. Um, uh, there's, um, yeah, there's a bunch of different modes in this game. Up to four people can play this one at once if you'd like. Um, and you can even choose uh, what teams you want to be on when you play each other. This game was released uh, in Japan in June of 2008 and then in North America on August 25th, 2008. Uh, and... It was never released in the PAL region, um, even after the Wii Nintendo Selects re-release. Uh, and it is the only Super Mario-related Wii game to never be released in that region in physical form. Wow. Uh, so I guess just the they're out of they're out of luck, which is too bad. There's baseball fans over there too, and they got the GameCube one. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Weird. Um and uh the game was eventually re-released on the Wii U eShop in North America on March 31st, 2016, uh, and then in Japan, uh just you know, in August later that year. Um, I guess before we, you know, really get into our discussion, um I will say that going into this game, uh I or I had only had experience with the GameCube version, which I really, really enjoy. And uh think for like an arcadey uh fun baseball game it's pretty solid and very 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 entertaining a lot of difficulty ranges it's it's great so my expectations for this were pretty low i i kind of for whatever even though i knew that like eddie liked this game and i promise i believe you pal you got good taste i was just like i don't know i feel like on the Wii they're gonna sort of screw it up um and i will say just uh my sort of base level base level i've been playing this for about three weeks now and i've mostly had a pretty dang good time and i'm really excited to get into some uh of the reasons that i've had a lot of fun and then also some reasons that i've been frustrated while playing the game uh but genuinely or generally mostly fun stuff um uh jeremy since this is your first time on the show uh i'd love to know for you how did you come to play this game for the first time and do you have any sort of like overall thoughts on it before we get to more specific yes um i i pretty much love any mario sports release like i want to play anything that they put out they're i mean generally i'm I, i'm i'm a huge mario guy i'm a sports guy the marriage is perfect I feel yeah it's just something that is <laughs> geared towards me um but yeah, this this is so. I, it, when it came out, I'm like, well, yeah, of course I'm gonna play this, like for sure. Um, and I feel like the timing for me was just perfect. Mm. Like, I was, it was a summer. I don't even know what what year did this come out? 2008. Yes. Okay. So this 2008 summer was a weird one for me, where like I had one of my best buds, Tyler, 
living with me because he was doing an internship at Nickelodeon. Oh, whoa. Wait, so were you in like the Azusa or, or San Gabriel area? I was in Pasadena. We lived in this house in Pasadena for seven years, which is like this like a hundred year old frat house. Oh, I know the place. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a five bedroom disgusting palace (laughs) 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 with no air conditioning. Oh God. And and for some reason, like, so he was down living with me. He's like my longest friend. And he wouldn't uh, believe how long this guy is. He's so long, like in every way, every feature, long. Uh, and this summer, he was interning three days a week. I was also interning at this production company for three oh, days, wow. where I got screamed at by uh, the producer of Paranormal Activity pretty much every day. Uh, that was not. A- I'm gonna look up, looking at his name right now. Can't say, can't say it was a fantastic uh, gig, uh, but. So we had like a lot of time off too. So we're only working three days. So we had like a lot yeah. all this time. And this is also the summer where I've smoked the most weed in my entire <laughs> life. Like, oh my God. Like I can all I can barely. I was texting Tyler about this today. I was like, what are some of the good memories to share on the show today? And he was like, honestly, we smoke so much weed. I can mostly just remember the vibe. <laughs> that's so good it was so fun it was uh also our buddy steve was playing with us so it was like a perfect there's something about this game with playing with three people that made it perfect too because like you were there's nine players you know like you just you each take three and then you can evenly split the game amongst the three of you yeah and be responsible for three different players in the lineup and uh we played it so much and it was like couch gaming. You know what? I miss yes. couch gaming and uh, it was a beautiful thing. And we were just sweating balls in this house without <laughs> AC and just playing a crap ton of Mario baseball. So I am like, can still remember. I think I only came once, uh, but I still remember the general layout. Was this set up in a living room? Was this in a bedroom? Yeah. Living room. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, Incredible. And had you played uh, the GameCube version? I was thinking about that. I think I did, um, but I didn't play it very much. Gotcha. Like I must have, I think I bought it, but it, I just didn't get that into it. I think I played it a little bit, but just yeah. put it down. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, we're going to dive into a lot more of this too as as we go on. Um, but uh, Eddie, how about you? Like, how do you remember playing this game? And is there any like overall thoughts you have about it? Yeah, I remember you had the GameCube one, and we really liked it, and we'd play it a lot. And you let me borrow it over, I think, a Thanksgiving uh, weekend, like a long extended weekend. Time. Yeah, and I remember my memory with that one was I was that was right when um, the Killers' Sam's Town came out, <laughs> uh, and I was listening to that album a lot while playing that game. So I, I kind of I kind of think of songs from that album yeah. when I think of this game. All right, listen, game playing, one. Like, Uncle Johnny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was such a sick riff that day. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. No, really, I that, that was what I kept listening to. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, it was your game. I gave it back to you. I never owned it. And then when I was finishing up college and about to start a new like career, uh, I w- I loaded up on a lot of Wii games. I'd go to GameStop and buy a bunch of them, and I bought it. Just I was Ooh, like, oh, nice. I, I didn't even know this was a thing. And loved it. It was great. I had yeah. a really fun. I beat it in like two days, but then just the replay value was fun. 
um, my ex-wife and I would play it together. So yeah. it was fun. It, like Jeremy said, it was a really fun, like two player game because you pitch one inning, then if you're on the same team, you know, then you're whoever you're playing with would pitch the next inning, you switch off hitters. So it kept you both engaged and yeah. it was, uh, it, it was fun. So still have the game um you know when my kid gets older i'd love to play it with him when he's ready but yes uh, it still holds on I've, i played it i played through it again this year uh just because i wanted to and i beat it in a day and it was yeah. fun and still holds up really well uh i think it's uh like you said you mentioned an arcadey game mm-hmm. you know there's like realistic baseball games and arcadey ones and this is up there for like one of the best arcadey ones mm-hmm. at least in my opinion so yeah love yeah. it killer um, Bernard, uh, obviously, you know, I, you and I, uh, did the episode together last year on the GameCube version, uh, on superstar sluggers, but, uh, how did or superstar baseball, excuse me, but, um, did you have this game growing up and do you have any, or like ever, and do you have any overall thoughts? It'd be funny if I was like, Nope, don't know, but <laughs> yeah. not familiar. I, uh, did, I did ask pass. that and really left it open, even though I, I asked you on this for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, sure. Great. Yep, I'll do it. Um, yeah, I. it's funny that uh, Jeremy and Eddie, their memories of this game are playing with people and, like, dividing teams up and, like, playing like that because all of my memories from this were playing against my friend and uh, my friend Jake, shout out, where we would just always draft our own teams uh, and then, like, bl- play against each other ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean this this game this game and a lot of the Mario games for me um, remind me of that episode of South Park where they play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and, they, and I'm sure a lot of video games are this way where they you have to go through all of the challenge mode and beat all the challenge mode and like that's like the main event when you get the game and then once I beat that I would be like okay great now I can play the game sure <laughs> like yeah. now I can just relax and play uh, and so for me, the big memory was just like um, we would we would draft teams and we had this sheet of paper kind of similar to what uh, <laughs> Jeremy sent us, but not nearly as complicated or as or as uh, uh, statistical or analytical where we would record. And, and I think we did this for the GameCube version, too, where we would record our wins and losses against each other. And then we would also write down home runs. Yeah. So. <laughs> We would like have this long sheet where we were like, oh, Blue Toad only has two home runs in our 50 games we played against each other. Yes. It's like, oh, or um, whatever the big Gators name is. What's the big Gators name? Oh, King K. Uh, Rule. King K. Rule. He has, he is like, oh, he's catching up to Bowser for most home runs. And so it would just like, <laughs> we would like kind of, because one thing the game kind of <laughs> lacked was like those statistics being carried over yeah. from one game to another or like any sort of season mode or even in challenge mode and so we kind of created that for ourselves so that it felt like we were playing this long baseball season against each other that's a blast uh i mean this is something that eddie and i have talked about on this series a bunch but like we have all we growing up we found so many ways to like make us playing baseball matter whether it was wiffle ball in the front yard and having our our like head cannon seasons that we were playing like you know essentially larping our like our baseball seasons or yeah. or you know playing backyard baseball all that jazz um so i can absolutely relate to that um yeah this game yeah, for me 
Go ahead. You Sorry. You just want to pretend that you're in the show. You just want to pretend you you're do. in Major League Baseball, no matter yeah. what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, for myself, like I said, I you know I played the GameCube one growing up, and then a ton last summer. Um, but also last summer, when I was playing that so much, I think because Bernard and I, Bernard had talked about the the game we're discussing today, um, a bit. You know, when we were doing our our uh, super the, the GameCube version episode, I was like, well, I wonder what that's going for, and I think it was on eBay for like a very reasonable amount, maybe 25 bucks complete in box. The, this, like this case in box that I've got right here. Um, and I was like, well, I'll get it. Um, I didn't play it at all, but then when, you know, preparing for this series this year, I was like, well, it's a no brainer. I got to finally get into that one. And so, like I said, I've just been, I think I just like watched Eddie stream it or like did YouTube videos of it like years ago. Um, and that was pretty much my experience uh, coming into this one uh, over the last few weeks and playing it. Um, uh, and I will say, like, uh, at first we, I was talking about, like, my expectations for it. And the the game feels – it feels a lot different because the perspective is a little different than the GameCube version when you're hitting and when you're pitching. Um when you're hitting mm-hmm. the GameCube version was it wasn't exactly top down, but like it was a much higher view. Uh, and in this one, for whatever reason, they drop it a lot lower as if the camera is sort of from a catcher's perspective in a way. Um, and that threw me off. It threw me off that you always pitched from uh, that depending on where you were pitching it, or if you were pitching the camera was now behind the pitcher as opposed to just in that same spot. So I was like, ah, oh, they're making things complicated and why I got to waggle the Wii mode and all that jazz. But after <laughs> I will say all that being said, um, I was really impressed at um, how well this game onboards you. Uh, Eddie, I know you kind of played or you played this earlier this year. So I don't know if you skipped any of that, but um this game I like does a really great job of teaching you every little element of the game, but it they put it in like fun challenges. So instead of just yeah. like, I mean, sure, when they're first setting you up for like an exhibition, they're like, take three swings, throw three pitches. But uh, I really loved in the challenge mode, the like narrative single player mode, which is pretty fun, that uh, the, they're teaching you the game by giving you challenges, like learn how to do like a teammate throw like a buddy throw or whatever uh (laughs) and you're doing that as a challenge against an npc to recruit them which i found was really fun Uh, and because i think in the gamecube version the way you recruited was you had to do specific challenges in game which is also fun um do any of you remember this like recruitment sort of this this simultaneous recruitment uh onboarding that they did at all I know Jeremy probably doesn't remember a thing because he's freaking smoking doobies, dude. But, <laughs> um, that is honestly going to be a big storyline here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember it. Um, I, I remember it being different than the uh, GameCube one. I think in the GameCube one, you you pick a team, but you don't get to customize your team. Like you're the Mario Sunshine guys, and then you go kick Yoshi's team's ass, but then you don't get to take Yoshi or something like that. I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly, I, but I know in this one you start as Mario and you slowly like build your team up and yeah. Adventure mode's not like difficult, but it's fun. It's, it's fun how they do introduce all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, and I, I can clarify in the GameCube version, you can, if you beat okay. a team, 
you have to keep you have to beat them but also like oh in a in a if you're facing daisy you have to like get a double or like a single off of her and if you if you don't then like Mm -hmm. you fail um or whatever so you might have to i remember replaying like peach and daisy's team multiple times or yoshi's team multiple times to recruit certain characters but this yeah it's just more like piecemeal like one by one um so any like i think both are kind of fun but this i had a lot of fun because you are you're there's also a lot of like uh you're walking around in the world a ton um where in the gamecube version you're really just going you're it's like your icon moves from park to park um bernard do you remember like walking around these parks and having to use different characters because that's a whole part of this game yeah i yeah it's i'm like refreshing my mind about it because i forgot about those little differences yeah. between one game and the other and even like reading about it beforehand and like reminding myself that discovering characters sometimes meant just like going to the right spot yes as you were mm-hmm. walking around and it's like okay now you've got monty mole i guess uh so i do remember i mean that was always my favorite part of challenge mode is that you slowly build up your team mm-hmm. and build up your lineup and decide who to take and uh and who not to take and even just like the minor um enhancement of like oh now i have toads worth oh that that'll be better than having whatever this the sh- little shell dude um what's the little shell oh the name? nokis nokis yeah blue no- I blue noki blue red and green yoki noki um so yeah i I remember that stuff. I always thought that was like the strongest part of these games, um, just from a story perspective and something that all the other games kind of lack because because it's a lot easier in baseball is just the aspect of building up your team and building your lineup and the customization and the specificity with which you can kind of create your own experience with this game. Yeah, that was a that was a ton of fun. Uh, it, It I will say like as much fun as I had like recruiting in the world and eddie since you played through it this year like if there's anything you want to speak on please do but it's very simple what you're doing like you're going around a specific like mario's like beach park and and you have to have like certain characters to interact with certain things so you have to go and switch your who your captain is for that moment uh eddie did you did you have any thoughts on this like whole recruitment onboarding thing at all i think it's a clever way to like you mentioned uh teach you some of the features of the game like the that like clambering up the wall to make it like certain characters have the ability to clamber like yeah. the kongs can like crawl up the wall and rob a homer and it's like you don't really think of that stuff in the moment but it's like oh okay well then i guess i have to put diddy kong in right fields because he can clamber mm-hmm. or it's like these guys have chemistry if you they can like assist the ball to each other then throw it like 120 miles an hour to home plate yes so, it is it is good. I, I am a fan of simple tutorials that happen during the game. That doesn't take four hours to teach you every single button. You know, yes, it's like right. throw me in and let me figure it out and then teach me stuff on the go. Um the new Zelda is perfect at that, by the way. The tutorials in the new Zelda are oh yeah. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss good. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I I I, I will say like as we're bringing up some of those like fun elements and like uh in-game character abilities that are there i a forget that they are there and i forget how to use most of them like uh i was playing (laughs) against bowser yesterday in like the final 
his team in like in the challenge mode sort of final game and they he kept doing this thing where like i was seeing this reticle on the screen and like they were aiming like a projectiles at my oh, outfielders yeah. and i totally forgot about that like and that that was even an option for me um jeremy do you remember these weird abilities that you could like screw with the game or like use yourself yeah you mean like this like special pitches and that kind of thing is that what you're talking about i well that actually has is totally has to do with it i more meant like um like in the field like if you're hitting and they're like tracking down a fly ball you could like some it's certain scenarios certain parks Aim yeah. like a bomb or a Koopa shell at them. Oh, right. Fire yeah. a shell at them. Like, or a banana. bananas and stuff. Yeah. 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 Those were those were uh, really key to success, I feel like, once you get start getting those going. But yeah, you, you're right. You could totally forget about, like, to use them at all. Like, they're just kind of sitting there at your disposal. Yeah. Um, but you were talking about, like, you know, getting us into the specialty pitches, and there's also, like, a special hit. You get, as you're, as you're playing the game, I think the more you hit and the more outs you make the more your star meter fills and then you get sort of a special, you can use that on offense or defense. Um, but uh, yeah, did you have anything to say about, about that at all, Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah. We went down to long beach and we bought like this three foot bong that was <laughs> hand blown glass. and we used that thing all summer. I can't believe how big this thing was. It beautiful glass. We spent too much money on this thing. I think we spent close to two hundred dollars on. Oh this my gosh, bong, and really that was we called it a, a our baseball bat. It was not. It was ridiculous. Uh, that's that's the details. That was, to remember that was your special specialty hit. That was my star that's meter. Fascinating. That's Perfect. Fascinating. Uh. But yeah, um, just oh, hmm. also as we as we go through this too, if if I know we're talking about a lot of like game specifics, but I do want to get into uh, if anyone ha- and Jeremy and anybody else have like uh, situational or memories they want to share by all means. But some takeaways that I had from the game, um, uh, one big takeaway I had was how hard this game got in no time. Uh, I was playing. Um, on like the f- the first difficult, there's like four ra- four difficulties you can choose, and I was playing the first one, cruise through it. I start the second difficulty, and the computer it, it was one of those games where it felt unfair, and I was actually finding myself getting frustrated with it. Uh, my girlfriend and I were playing a game together, uh, where we were on nice. the same team. Yeah, dude, got a freaking girlfriend. Um, hell yeah, and we like. We, I think we maybe scored a few runs off him in the first, maybe like two runs. And then Bowser's team at one point scored like they had like 16 base runners get on in a row. And there was just, it felt like I was mixing pitches. I was like, it felt like I was pulling out the, all the stops using the kitchen sink and like they were on everything. Is this something that anybody else experienced or like, I don't know. It was just so jarring to be honest with you. It's an experience in like every sports game is <laughs> there is always that leap in difficulty mm-hmm. that is like we are we are now on either side of what playable is. Yes. Because if you the too easy is too easy. And then as soon as you make that leap up, you're like, OK, but there has to be some kind of middle yes. here. I mean, it's why Super Mega Baseball is the best, like the best baseball game maybe ever made, because they give you you can really fine tune the difficulty, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that is like, 
that happens all the time especially when you're like i find when you're hitting in these mario games sometimes like that's how the pitching is too where you're just like wait a second that pitch isn't possible yeah you just did <laughs> like that's yeah. not possible for me to do i've played this for hours i mean mario tennis is the same way where you're just like i mm-hmm. have no idea how to do what you just did i'm doing i'm pressing the exact same buttons why are you able to throw a pitch 100 miles an hour and also curve it at the last second out of the yeah. zone gosh it it yeah that's you you really put it like in such a great w- word which is just like it the spike is crazy from one to two i just i really couldn't believe it yeah. uh just yeah. um eddie anything did you experience this at all is this familiar yeah, I remember when, you know, my ex-wife and I would play, she'd always want to play on level one. And I'd be like, all right, they're just going to throw it down the middle every time. Like, because yeah. there's no movement on the pitch, so they might mix a change up in, but it's right down the middle. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't really a challenge. It's like we'd yes. win like 20-something to nothing. And it's like, hey, that was fun. Uh, but if you bump it up to level two, now the pitches are moving. Now they're harder to hit. Mm-hmm. The big That was the big difference I remember was that the pitches aren't always down the middle. So yes. you got to, like, determine where it's going. And yeah, these games are harder with that, you know, with, with the show or something, you know, you, you start to learn what a slider looks like, you know, what a, what a change looks like. Yeah. Um, and you pick it up pretty quick, but with this, like they can curve it last minute, all of a yes. sudden it's coming at you. Um, it's that you can definitely, you know, the hard, the, this game does get hard. Um, so I totally agree. And then also on p- the pitching side, I had a problem hitting guys too much, kind of like Jeremy's uh, little league <laughs> career. <God>. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that which is I, I don't know if we'll get into this, but they have animations for all the characters if they get hit. And if you hit, have you guys ever hit Donkey Kong in this game? No, don't hit Donkey Kong. It's the most terrifying thing I think I've seen in any game ever. What does he do? He charges the mound, really, and, and it cuts. It cuts off. It cuts off before he like gets to the pitcher, but he gets <laughs> pissed and charges the mound like just full gorilla oh coming God. at you full speed, and then it just like goes to the next batter like what happened that's the roids <laughs> yep Roy what happened roids. to toad toad's just there's just toad... eight players on the team after that he's in a better place now <laughs> yeah yeah oh we replace uh, him with a, another another toad <laughs> there's there's a hundred of them jeez yeah right they're just disposable um yeah, the, the, I think also there's something I remember from the GameCube game, uh, and I'm kind of focusing on the criticism at this moment, but it's pretty much all I, ha- I have for that, which is it's so like the base running is really it is a it's the AI for your players before like the pitch is really rough. Like they go on everything or they don't go at all. Like when you hit the ball and it always seems like I was lining in like I'd bail the computer out from like lining into double plays all the time. Or smashing it to the first baseman who just like turns turns one real easy. Uh, and the the running was kind of fun because there's a lot of things in this game that really implement the Wii motion controls. And so as you're running to run faster, I don't know if you guys remember, but you have to shake the Wii remote uh, to make it go quicker. Um, oh yeah, dude, uh, so much of that. Um, but uh, but also like. I will say I was pleasantly surprised at how fun it was to pitch and hit with the Wii remote because I was a little concerned about that too. Like they've got that nice system where if you're throwing a power pitch, um, you can like you, there's the timing element where you like throw it up and your meter starts and then you want to time it as you come through. Um, yeah, I mean, there's pro- for some of us, 
thinking back to the controls is probably a little far back, but I'll say that uh, I grew to really like how that worked. Um, Eddie, in certain situations, I'd find myself like using like the full swing and then sometimes just looking for like a contact hit of just like, especially when someone like Bowser's firing a pitch in there. Um, Yeah, firing a bitch in there. What was that? Didn't you say? Oh, I thought you said firing a bitch in there. And I was like, <laughs> I said firing Jesus, a, Connor. a pitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes a lot really, more sense. Really that's what I Bowser. Yeah, that's why uh, Jeremy Schmidt. We can cut this one out. We can cut this out, Jeremy Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening out there, Mr. Schmidt. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more <laughs> details that I could go into with with the game. There's there's fun mini games too. But if if anyone has stuff they want to bring up. Uh, the floor is open, but I want to start with um with Bernard uh and get into a little bit of like our like anything we remember. You remember you were talking about Jake uh and playing with your friend. Do you have any specific yeah. or broad memories from playing this game? I just remember dominating him and uh being much <laughs> much better than him in this game. Um, no, he, I I was asking him about this before uh the pod, and I was asking him like if he had any specific experiences and he just immediately started giving me his analysis of like the players themselves. <laughs> he was like, he was like, surprisingly King Boo was an excellent pitcher. Maga Koopa always played the hot corner. Um, And, but I, he said that he remembered uh, that he tried to force me to stop pitching with Waluigi because it was unfair. Oh yeah. Uh, his, yeah. His pitching was good. so good. I mean, it's like what we were talking about where it's just like, you kind of when you play baseball games with your friends you kind of don't want them to be good at pitching like it kind of takes the fun away from it mm-hmm. uh and so most of our memory i mean i remember this being just such a such an easy progression from Wii baseball into super mario baseball mm-hmm. like it felt like we would just go back and forth between the two of them because kind of like you said the uh mechanics of the Wii remote were so fluid and so easy uh, that it was like, okay, we either want to do something like a little complicated, like Mario Baseball, or something really simple, like Wii Baseball, like on, on Wii Sports. Uh, and so that was our my big memory of it was just like, we would go into the pool, into my pool. I had a pool. Uh, we would go into my pool and then like immediately come inside, get like a couple sodas, and then just like go into my basement and play Mario Baseball or Wii Sports for like hours during the summer. Gosh, that sounds like heaven. That's incredible. It was great. It was great. And obviously we were high as fuck the whole time. Just like getting <laughs> blazed out of our minds, you like know. 13-year-old Bernard just like yeah. <laughs> hopped up on uh, the devil's lettuce. Uh, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Jeremy, though, I feel like we've just been like holding you off for so long, man. But like. Just take us take us down this journey of this summer with uh, you and Tyler and your friend Steve. Yeah, I I want to say too, like the what you're talking about with like the difficulty, mm-hmm. like the we played the three of us against the computer, and kind of like Bernard, what you were saying, like a lot of these arcade style games that I love so much never have like a like a season element or like a campaign yeah. element yeah. where you get these like like carryover stats from game to game. And so we did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, we made a spreadsheets, which I've sent to you all. Uh, yes. yes. Let's dig in. <laughs> and, 
And uh, clearly, we were really deep into the analytics here. We got a lot of different categories. We even include slugging percentage, which There's I think a slugging is, percentage. is gratuitous. But uh, we got very into this. And it was absurd playing the game. And then, like, I think Tyler was responsible for the input of the data. But we would just... if we. <laughs> you know we'd be playing the game then you'd have to pause and we do some quick data entry and he yes in the numbers and keep up um but we got so into it as you can see we played we got 47 games logged at least incredible and in terms of the difficulty we lost a lot yeah (laughs) so i think that's what kind of kept it so fun too is like it's it was kind of hard to play three person you know games like this against a you know a quality computer yeah and we would go down a lot and we'd be miscommunicating on the on the base paths uh-huh. quite often. We getting thrown out a lot. <laughs> and uh it was great. I think um something that we it was f- like fun to find where your lineup is best. You know, yeah. kind of seeing the stats like we had Wiggler in a couple of games. We had Red Critter, and we ditched them fast. They they yeah, got there was a few people yeah. players who got some tryouts on this team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw that that quick shy guy run in the in the show. Oh yeah, I like that you on shy guy recorded nasties. Oh um, yeah, yes. nasties. Yes, I want to talk about nasties. <laughs> this was back when we were talking about the special pitches, you know, with your star meter and all. Oh that. yeah, mm-hmm. we we have a, this category for nasties because if we if you got a strikeout with a special pitch. We would call that a nasty. Nice. And we would save it typically for hitting. So when we were in binds, you know, and we needed the defense to come up big, we would use the star meter for pitches. But that was very rare, as you can see. And so we we did record nasties. I don't know if we called them that, but that's what we did. No, it's because that's what they're supposed to be called. Uh, I would agree. I, I, Jeremy, it's funny hearing you talk about when you would use the star meter like special hits or pitches because I was doing a similar thing uh, recently where I would be like, all right, I've got two on and whether it's one or two outs and I'm like, I need one of these runners to score. But then it does. It's it's funny because it's a little stressful when you're swinging because you're like, I can't swing and miss. Like if I whiff with this special, I'm going to like just screw this up for everybody and everybody being myself. Um. It hurts. But, uh, oh, that's so that's so good. But as you were, I'm sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. Yeah. So and like when you finally found the lineup, it was it was really fun. And like, you know, we got paratrooper on here and he or paratrooper, paratrooper. And he's got the highest batting average. You know, you got to have him leading off. He's great stealing bases. Dang. But it was fun to just lock that in after, you know, a large sample size of trying to figure out um you know, where everybody is best. Something we also talked about, I, for some reason we called, uh, Blooper was our main pitcher and he was like our starter. Mm-hmm. And then as the game would progress, we would maybe throw Mario in there for like a seventh and eighth inning, kind of a stretch pitcher. And then Bowser was our closer. Nice. And we would mm-hmm. call Blooper Bloop Show. And, That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> and since, since that game, I have like a like a deep affection for Blooper. Yeah, and uh, I just know him as Bloop Show now. That is what he is to me, <laughs> and I love him so much because of this game. That'll that will do it for you. Yeah. Uh, like where you can just create a bond, like a your own internal bond to a character uh, in a game series, but especially sports where you're like that season, man. 
Reese Worthington really came through in the clutch for my backyard baseball team or whatever. Yeah. Um, that yeah, like kind of uh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> in games like Pokemon too. Like if you do like a challenge run and like there's a Pokemon you don't really know that like carries you and you're like, I love Vileplume now for no for whatever yes, reason. Yes, totally. Yeah, Jeremy, I feel like you need like a blooper plushie or something. Yeah, we talked about making jerseys because we just ended up calling our team the Bloop Show. Yeah, he became like oh, our yeah. our mascot, and I was like, "Dude, we need jerseys. We need like good <laughs> baseball jerseys with blooper on it. It would be sick." Bloop Show, uh, I love it. I have I had a couple questions about this. So, um, I guess what well, actually my main question is just: Were you just picking like your best team possible, or were you? trying to be like okay i want to we want to balance our team with the computers team so we're not like dominating them because there are a lot or of like good chem- players on your team or like the chemistry question like who has chemistry with yeah. who like that's an advantage in this game yeah we yeah. we we didn't do best lineup possible especially too because we had three of us playing so you're kind of each responsible for three players and then you'd be partial to different players so i think like a lot, we did do some of the chemistry stuff. And in terms of like batting order, we definitely tried to like make it as best we could. But once we found, once each player was finding their favorite three characters, you just like, there's not too much like work around with that. So we, it was not like a death lineup against the computer. We did kind of just do like some favorites, but a mix of strategy. So then also two questions. One, who was your three? And then uh, were were you all switching off pitching with blooper like every inning? Yeah, we would switch off pitching. Okay. That's okay. How, that's who, how you would do who it. Who was your three? My like, who, yeah. My three was Firebro, <laughs> uh who leader in home runs. Was my guy. He's, Firebro he's so was good. leader in home runs, team leader ah. in home runs. Well, right. All the hammer bros are the hammer bros are so good. So excellent. Yeah. Uh I also uh was a contact hitter with Yoshi. Ooh. Team leader in, in triples. He's that man's getting on base and he can book it on those yeah. baselines. Uh, and then also, I can't remember who my third character is. I'm looking at the list now. Maybe it was the Mario paratrooper trade off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been Bowser as well. I'm not really sure who my third player was. The guy, you, you seem to very much hold your own against your friends. You really, it really seemed like you. <laughs> carried this team based on listeners based on the statistics that jeremy we're, yeah. provided. we're just talking numbers it's just analytics okay it's uh, not personal the numbers do don't lie. The clubhouse yeah. the numbers don't lie okay i will say i'm glad that you kept you, you guys kept numbers because the game doesn't do it for you that's one of my nope. pet peeves about this game is they don't keep stats they just give you a scale like mario had 80 batting points it's like no he had two doubles and like three rbi like yeah. tell me that stuff you know like it's <laughs> yeah and That's as a baseball fan, like. it's like as a yeah. baseball fan, you're like, we love statistics. Like we we must exactly statistics. Like give right. me something. Totally. Like that's that is such a strange choice uh for this game, but also some like sadly, just with Nintendo, they'll make a weird choice every now and again. And it's almost not surprising that they didn't include that yeah. for like the most stat-focused sport out there. Um, yeah, just crazy. Uh uh, Jeremy, do you have any um specific uh 
like memories of playing this game, whether it was like one really amazing game or um, or is it more just the broad vibes that you remember? Yeah, I, I do have one specific one. Uh, we I remember specifically there was this game where we were getting our ass kicked. <laughs> like I said, I played with my buddy Tyler and Steve and Steve had a stretch of games where it just was not working. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. He just couldn't get it going. He was cold as ice at the plate. He couldn't make anything happen. And we had this game where we were down like seven runs or something crazy. And we we're slowly coming back. Mm. And Steve starts getting on base. We're like, oh, it's cooking. It's cooking. And it was just one of those great, like, you're in a living room with your bros moment where it's like, <laughs> it, it, of course, the storyline matches up to where it's like the very end of the game. Steve's up to the plate and he's up there with Blue Toad. <laughs> <laughs> the game's on the line and what i love so oh much about this game is the animation of the home run if you nail home, oh yeah uh-huh. freeze you know and it gives you that little moment where it goes ding, and it freezes and then it just flies out of the park and he got that for the win in oh this game. and oh we God. went nuts we just like ran around the house and was just knocking over chairs and it was it was the best. It was one of, one of my favorite gaming moments because how how silly that was, and of course the That's story so awesome, was just God. like it matched up perfectly. It was great. Yes, uh, I lo- love when the underdog on your team pulls through. It's very uh sports movie uh of uh, it's giving sports movie. Uh, Edibles flying everywhere, brownies <laughs> going left and right. Yeah, shattering the bong. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was worth it. Steve is our Rudy. You're right. Steve was our Rudy. Oh, a thousand percent. Uh, that's so, so cool. good, Jeremy. Um, uh, Eddie or Bernard, do either of you have any more specific or broad memories of playing this game? Or if not, anything else you, the two of you want to bring up about the game in general before I kick it back to Jeremy for that sort of thing? I found it funny that we had... Uh, some some of the captains had better power-ups than others. Yeah, like Peaches yeah. was like unfair. She'd hit the ball and it would disappear for like 10 seconds. Yes. And I, like <laughs> you, you had no idea what would like there's nothing you could do to stop it. She'd just mm-hmm. be at second base, like right right off the bat. And um yeah, sir, you you'd got the certain characters of certain tendencies. Like I remember the baby Donkey Kong character, which is a really random First character, of baby all, Donkey Kong. Deserves his yeah. whole <laughs> own podcast. Yeah, never never seen again in any other game. Just this yes. game. There's Baby Donkey Kong. Baby Donkey <laughs> Kong used a used a banana as a bat, and <laughs> it would hook like the the ball would hook every time, and it'd go foul. You'd be like, just hit it straight. Like you hit it super hard, and it would slice. It's like in golf when you yeah. drive slice to the right. You're like, oh. So anyway, that. Those are just random things in my head about this game. That that's so that's so good. I you know, but having played so much recently, like there are certain pitches, like specialty pitches, that I'm like, oh, if you throw this, I'm still gonna hit it. Like Bowser's a great pitcher, yeah, yeah. but his specialty being the bullet bill that does like a loop de loop and comes mm-hmm. back makes it easy to time. Um, yeah. And then and then you have something like I was facing like one of the Magic Koopas, and they were throwing this like that version of the changeup oh, yeah. that like is still slow but it comes down so fast i could just not get the timing down uh isn't that the that's a big curveball right i thought that was the the one that goes like that yeah that one's hard yeah yeah it goes up and then comes back down but that's just like you if you make contact with that that's just a hanger oh yeah big time knock that out um Um, but what about you bernard 
I don't know if I have any more specific memories from this. I just remember feeling so satisfied by the amount of characters. Like that was like my big lasting impression of this game. And when you brought it up uh, to do this pod, I was like, that's what I remember. Yeah. Is thinking that this was what every Mario game should be is it felt like they sat down and every every few game some video games feel like this this is and again not to just keep harping on super mega baseball which you got me turned on to about a year ago but it feels like sometimes these companies sit down and they say let's just nail it yeah let's not leave any stone unturned and let's give people options mm-hmm. that's like what the new mario kart feels like honestly they're like what if we just threw out new mario quote-unquote new mario kart the most recent mario kart where like they're like, what do we put every track we can think of in this game and every character we can think of and just let people play? Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt about this game. And there are even some characters that they most recently released, like all the Bowser children who could have been in this game uh, and that aren't. But that's like when yeah. they started in- including not just critters, but different colors of critters and like the different Kongs and all of that. It's like, okay, they want you to be be able to play this game as many different ways as possible. Totally. They don't just want you to buy it. They want you to keep playing it and get hooked on it. And I appreciate that kind of like dedication to actually making a game playable, uh, especially before like micro microtransactions took over and DLC took over so many games. Totally. Uh yeah, I really appreciate the that the detailed nature of the design of this game. Um, and just the inclusion of so much to make it fun where, yeah, I mean, that seems to be one of the big complaints, at least from Jeremy about the new strikers is like, it just doesn't seem like the care is really there. And the emphasis isn't on the parts of the game that make these fun for us to play generally. Um, speaking of which, um, Jeremy, any sort of like final thoughts about the game in general from you? Yeah, I totally agree about like character play it's like that's why i love nintendo so much is these characters mm-hmm. and I, want, I want as much as them as much of them as i can get you know that's why we love super smash brothers you know the new mario kart's a great reference yeah. that's what we want out of these games and so to have eight in the new strikers you're just like what are we doing here guys like pack it yeah. up it's just you shouldn't even tried um but specifically yeah with with my last thoughts on baseball uh, or sluggers. I think we just called it Mario Baseball. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, we were just yeah. a beat of our own drum kind of a group. Yep. But um, uh, I will say that um, I think you're right about like uh, in terms of the the Wiimote controls. Like Wii Sports, iconic. Um, outside of Wii Sports and this game, I can't think of a whole lot of other games that I love the Wiimotes for. Like that really use the the controls well or in a satisfying way. And this is one of those games for me, especially the hitting, like the home run, the timing is like, it. it's so satisfying. And to get some of the pitching down is really fun to figure out the intricacies of all that. And uh, as my final thought, I just want to say, we need justice for Funky Kong. You guys, Funky Kong <laughs> is a great character. And I have a pitch for you guys for the Funky Kong game. Hear me out. I think we need some sort of big Lebowski type crime <laughs> game with Funky Kong based in the Kong world where you play as Funky Kong and he just wants to hang out and be chill and be funky. But Love it. all of a sudden these things happen and he has to solve a crime and he's involved and he doesn't really want to be. He's in his Hawaiian shirt. He's a laid back guy. 
and instead you got to solve a, a crime and an overall it how high does this thing Beautiful. go you know what i mean i think it'd be a great game sounds like he's game not in mario material. kart right he's not in mario kart right i, I don't think he's in mario he, kart he, he should was, be the fact that dry bowser is in mario kart and like funky kong isn't in mario kart and some of these other characters is so insane it's a crime so backwards it's a crime. I, I, th I think he was only included in the wii version of of mario kart which mm. i don't know maybe the wii was the so weird era for funky funk wii I, kong um i have a i have a pitch for a sequel to this game yeah oh we got a sequel too please please give it to me who, who is the most marketable baseball player in the world right now Show shohei otani so so make a new mario baseball but let shohei otani be in it put oh, his face yeah. on it call it shohei otani's nintendo baseball or something the plot can be he's playing switch and he gets sucked into the switch and now he has to save like the world by collecting nintendo characters not just mario characters but he has to go to like Zelda Stadium and like rescue the Zelda characters. Go to Pokemon Stadium, rescue the Pokemon Splatoon Stadium, Animal Crossing Stadium, and Shohei's the protagonist. That thing would sell like crazy. I'm, I'm I don't care who you are, that would make Nintendo a lot of money. This is very Space Jam of you, and I love it. I'm saying seventy dollars right now. <laughs> oh, right now, also, also, this is like a slight digression, but just because I I was thinking about Funky Kong being in Mario Kart, and so I looked up what the new... Do you guys know what the new three new characters are in the new Mario Kart wave? No. W Wiggler's in it, right? Wiggler, Petey Piranha, and Kamek, which is I refer to as Mag Magic Koopa. Ah. Uh, okay. So, interesting. No Funky Kong. No Funky, no funky Kong. I think there's like no one funky. more space for one character, so yeah. I'm, I hope it's like Funky or Diddy or something. Um, or baby me, Waluigi, baby Waluigi. <laughs> yes, <laughs> cursed. Uh, no more babies. Yeah, for for me, uh, I I will say that like like I said up top, I was really surprised at which is shouldn't have been a surprise at how much I enjoyed this game and how much in some ways it does things that I like better than the GameCube version. Uh, I also like that both of those games take place in like the Mario Sunshine universe. Because you got the Nokis and the Piantas, like that is one of the weirdest games Nintendo's ever made. And I love that these games are like living in that era. It just still tickles me. Um, but uh yeah, I just uh I'm I'm excited to hopefully like make this a, a game that I revisit, you know, over the summer. I plan to keep playing it now. I've I've still got it plugged in. Um, but it was an absolute blast. I just, you know, of course there's things you want more out of it you want like a season mode you want them to keep stats but mm -hmm. you know for like a pick up and play game especially with a group of friends like it's pretty fun um so yeah, yeah um yeah uh if unless anyone had any thoughts um i i'll just go ahead and wrap it up for us but i didn't want to cut anybody off okay looks like we're set um folks i have one thing i want to share with you which is i don't normally do fun facts about the games or game recommendations but i do have a fun fact and in uh, that and I'm going to send you guys a link. Um, and that is when this game was coming out, uh, they did a promotional night at Safeco Field uh, during a game between the Yankees and the Mariners. So I'm sending you a link right now. Um, I think that great that went through. And basically what this was was just like one big promo night uh, of four 
for the game where uh, Mario, they had someone dress up in a Mario costume. They had people play the game. I think the Mariners mascot, the moose, whatever that moose's name was there. Um, and it just looked like a whole heap of fun. I wish we, you know, imagine how fun that would be now. Instead of just the Mario banner, we could have, uh, <laughs> we could have, we could have this. And yeah, it's still kind of crazy to me. Sounds, this like, still- uh, sounds like Mario's got a little bit of a tie-in with Seattle. <laughs> could be a good still place to that. announce a new game. <laughs> the rumor mill. Stay strong for Bernard. Uh, for for the listeners, I'm going to include this link in the show notes so that you can check it out too. It's mostly just a couple of fun, uh, four pictures of this event, uh, and some very very light captioning on the or like uh, yeah, I guess caption on the on the pictures. But anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the Call Me by Your Ball Game series. Um, coming up next in the month of August, uh, the of the final Tuesday of August, we'll be uh. Uh, getting into MVP Baseball 2006, which is the college version. Bernard, are you familiar with this? I'm familiar with it. I've never played it, though. It's one that I have on PS2, and Eddie let me borrow one summer, I think, like, with your PS3 back in the day. Uh, so, yeah, so listeners, if you played that game, get excited for it at the end of August. Um, this was a blast doing this episode with you fellas. Um, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, before we go, I'll go ahead and just lead y'all into some plugs. So, um, uh, Eddie, do you have anything you want to plug on your way out today, pal? Uh, you can follow me most platforms at Hophead Ed, Hop underscore Head underscore Ed. I might be doing some baseball content here pretty soon. I uh, mm. kind of got a weird following on Discord for my fantasy baseball daily picks, like prop picks Ooh, and stuff cool. like that. Um, and I'm now like the official MLB prop guy on uh, Clockwork Sports's Discord, so I might start oh. doing more of that stuff because I like fantasy baseball. I like daily props; they're kind of fun, looking at matchups and digging into numbers. So, if you are a nerd like that and you're into that stuff, uh, yeah, follow follow me at Hophead Ed. Killer! Uh, and thanks again for being here, pal. Um, I, I'm excited to have you, um, with me on the on the next episode. I'll, I'll keep in touch about that. Uh, Alex Bernard, pal. You did it. You're back. Uh, and and, I'm, I, and uh, I'm so glad you could do this with me. Um, what do you want to plug on your way out today, pal? Uh, as always, not much. Um, I, you could follow me at Alex D. Bernard on Instagram. Uh, I should hopefully in the next six months have a short or two coming out that I do. Um, but that is in the works right now. Those are in post-production. So other than that, um keep watching baseball keep watching the tigers keep listening to connor's pod and uh yeah all of the satchels on wga and support uh sag support the strikes there we go um uh jeremy olson thanks again rookie for being here with us on this episode i'm so glad you uh took the time to do it um what do you want to plug on your way out you know it's a it was an honor to be on the program with you you veterans I've learned a lot today. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, you can follow me uh, uh, anywhere at Jeremy P. Olson. That's O-L-S-O-N, not Ian like those twins. Um, but uh, yeah, get, hit me up on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Letterboxd. Let's do the thing. Um, I also have a podcast that um, uh, called This Song Reminds Me that um, your beloved host, Connor McCabe, is on this season um he's uh, gonna be the fifth episode of this season so definitely check that out um if you like music and storytelling 
Um, it's a great yeah. show. It was truly such a blast to do it. And it, I've been listening to a lot of music since then. I've just like down a rabbit hole after you and Maxine just, you know, reignited that love. Oh, I love that, man. That's great to hear. Yeah, I know. The show's so fun. I'm, I'm listening to more music than I ever have in my life. It's crazy. It's the best. Wow. Um. Well, thank you. Uh, I'll go ahead and close us out with some plugs of my own. Uh, the cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. The show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show where they've never and nor will they ever talk about baseball at all. So if baseball's not your thing, huh, check out that <laughs> podcast. I think you'll like it. Um, Ooh, you can also... Uh, follow me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, and I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69, where I've been streaming a lot of backyard baseball 2001. I'm going to be playing in an online league for that uh, for over the summer for the next few weeks. So if you want to come watch me play that, play games like Grim Fandango, whatever I'm really feeling like, check me out on Twitch. Uh, and then lastly, again, Check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where you can not only find our weekly games club series, which again, upcoming, uh, coming soon is going to be the Sonic uh, adventure. We're doing 12 episodes on that one game. Um, but you can also find uh, a, a monthly episode that I do um, of this show. Call me by your game, the co-op series. And most recently we covered uh Star Wars Jedi Survivor uh, with Mike Steele and Mikey Stevens. And coming up for the month of August, we'll be talking about Grim Fandango. Uh, But that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.